Alright lads, how's it going? Uh, welcome to Absolutely Savage. Uh, this week's episode, I'm talking to Sean Ryan, who's a man that I went to college with. He's, uh, he's somebody that's involved in the Irish rap scene at the moment, which I was very excited to talk about, and uh, he gave me a great insight into what the work he's been doing uh, with that, and the community that's actually involved there. Sean is an incredibly energetic, um, bubbly, easy person to talk to, and the biggest compliment I can pay to him, really, is that he's made my job very easily in this show. So, I'd be delighted to be involved with him again in the future to do more things with him. But as for now, here is my interview with Mr. Sean Ryan. Thank you so much for listening, as always. All right, lads. So, I'm here with Sean. Uh, Sean, you're very welcome to Absolutely Savage. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You were excited to get on this show, weren't you? Oh, I was, I was eager. Like, I was messaging <laughs> man. I was still, you know, commenting in every post, liking it, love hearting it and all that jazz. So I said, you know what, I might as well get on the show. Like, and uh, I was very grateful to see that message crap into my inbox and go, oh, yeah, that's my time to shine, you know? No, you're, de- yeah, you're definitely someone I wanted to get involved with. Um, you've, you, you're, you're very, you're, you're easy to work with. And I enjoy, I enjoy what you're interested in as well. Um, so you're, you're involved with the Irish rap scene at the moment, which I actually didn't know about. But could you tell me a bit about that? Well, like, yeah, no, for sure. And um, like, I started obviously with, in CSN, like the, I did my project for um, uh, level, or QQI level six and hmm. um, for that documentary. Um, and I said, you know what? The best thing would be to get rappers into the studio or get my project yeah. into the studio instead of chasing people. Um, I know a lot of other people in the course were kind of, you know, sending off emails trying to get places halfway across the county kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know what, I can give them something back by being on air and I can get my project done. Mm. Um, at, at first, I didn't know what I was going to expect, really. Um, was it going to, you know, maybe get a handful of rappers and that was it and there was nothing more? Or was there going to be something big behind it? Um, and I was, I was very fortunate enough to find a lot of interesting people and interesting characteristics in people mm. and that would have like strong, strong ideas of where they want to go in different genres. Yeah. Um, and the scene is scene is massive. Like I've been interacting with so many people now um, from all over the country or the country, even up north as well. And they're like, they're, they're very supportive. Like you wouldn't like, I wouldn't have known anything before I actually did the project myself. Um, mm. I probably would have known probably Jay Rannick would probably be the only name I could think of. Who could, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, he's a part of the rap scene now, but the rest mm. they wouldn't know. And once I kind of dived into it, then it was very, it was very interesting to see what it really was and how great it is. Like, yeah, that's that's um brilliant. Like rap wouldn't be my forte now personally, but like I'm I'm very interested in local music. I do. I I'm a big advocate for supporting local artists because it's not easy, and especially in these times during COVID, it's it's even harder it's become more of a challenge so to support somebody a local local artists like ourselves we're local artists kind of aren't we I suppose in a way but um yeah. to support but you you should like for example there's a great live music scene around where I'm from in East Cork there's a very big live music scene and you what, you, what, what area of Cork are you from uh remind me again so more kind of balancholic governance direction like very good area. lovely yeah yeah, so like slightly west or slightly east, you know, kind of way. <laughs> you're the west. You're kind of a West Cork man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're working down in Killarney um, a lot recently. Uh, to yeah, do with, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was um, down in Killarney. I got a job down there. Uh, horse. Well, I say I'm a horse rider, but you know, I'm just in the desk, kind of, you know, taking the people's money and stuff like that. Um, 
and you know giving them the the, the ride i suppose the ride um <laughs> um no but for all oh, serious we do like um so it's the clanny riding stables we do kind of tours around the clanny national park like people go out for mm. one two and three hours um we really didn't know what way it was going to be this year what way like how busy it was going to be down there um mm. because i know most summers it's dependent on um a lot of people coming into the country especially americans and mm. um, so to see it like really blossom in those couple of weeks that we were open when we came back um in july and august was amazing to see like so many people come down and kind of being do their holidays and get out and go horse riding like i think nearly the numbers were nearly on par to be honest and um, yeah. what, what it would have been last year yeah, because I was which actually was, in Killarney. Really good, like. I was actually in Killarney um, over the summer. Well, I was actually in Tralee, but I went out to Killarney for a day or two. And Tralee was was quite dead during that. No, Tralee isn't a massively busy, busy town anyway, but it was hit by COVID, definitely you could see. But Killarney, for example, wasn't that affected by COVID, I felt. Like, there was still a lot of people around doing the tours, doing the horse and carriage tours, things like that. You know, there was a lot of people around still. Lack of Americans, though yeah no it was definitely busy like i mean at times a lot of people came in and was like it doesn't even think there's a covid happening or a pandemic yeah, even, yeah. because it was so lively and there was so much going on and um, so it was like really great to see that there was so much of a buzz and we were blessed with the sunshine this summer like um i know like obviously with COVID, with covid like we were obviously locked in and kind of you know trying to keep ourselves safe um but the sun like did wonders i think to a lot of people's mental health at least definitely. um because we were blessed with it and I can't say enough about it. Like, um, and the, and the fields and everything looked amazing down there with the views and stuff. So it was a great mm. time to get out and see it. It's, it's a tough one this time because as, as we're recording this now, we, we've just heard that we are going to be going to another level five lockdown, um, which is, it's very bad news for the winter. Now we survived the last winter lockdown, but it's definitely, as you were saying, it's, it's definitely harder for people mentally to not have the sun, to not have like, for example, if you go to work of a day even during this, like you, you get up in the morning, it's dark, you come home, it's dark. That, that does take its toll on people. I, I know it has for me, like I found it very tough that way, you know. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with you. Like, um, and like even for people who are at home and, just, you know, like are thinking maybe let's go for a walk or, you know, kind of get outside. You're nearly half inclined not to because it is so cold outside and it's like, oh, I have to wrap up and like, is there really a point? And by the time by the time you make a decision, it's dark out, mm. you know? Um, and that's that's just that's just it. Like Yeah, and I said this to Glenn when I was talking to uh to Glenn there a few weeks ago about the gyms that I can't understand how they're closing the gyms. It's a mental it like it's mental and physical health. Like I understand the cases that there's all that issue, but people need to be exercising, like in as you say, you can't really go out for your walk. You're not inclined to go out for a walk or a run when it's this cold, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and like, it's cool. like, as I said, like, you need to wrap up, you need to put on the scarf, the hat and all that, guys. Um, and like, people just like people, people are people like, would you rather the couch and going outside getting your, you know, freezing cold and all that, just like, <laughs> you know, you'd like to be up against the fire, like, but for your mental health, it's good better to be outside like and mm. you know when when it comes to that decision making like it's nearly in front of the tv you nearly take every time even though it's probably better to get out get that exercise um, and kind of get off that um that christmas dinner as well do you know i definitely um have put on a few pounds anyway over this christmas period but look <laughs> we can offer it up for christmas we'll we'll get serious again in the new year i'm hopeful enough for 2021 i don't know how you feel 
Now, I don't know if I'm just feeling positive as of now, but with the vaccine, with different things, I'm hoping life can start to get start to get back to normal gradually you know yeah no for sure um yeah like uh, like looking like just before we were announced um because i had actually gone up to galway um on the 18th uh because me and my girlfriend had booked it we were like okay the minute we find out we can leave the county let's go up let's do something Mm. and um once i think it was literally the day we were coming back we found out that we were going into like more restrictions yeah and stuff like that which was was the bummer uh but we were lucky that we were able to get out and do you know get out and see see uh, a bit of the um bit of galway city mm. uh which we'd never been to before fantastic and city actually galway you know, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Um, obviously, obviously, it got dark very quick, but other than that, like, it's a brilliant city. There's a lot of vibe up there, and like, it was so good to be around, like, a different scene or scenery as well. Um, mm. like, Clarny's beautiful and all that, but if you see it every single day, it's it's nearly like, mm. you know, it's nearly the norm. You're like, oh, there's the mountain now again. Like, oh, there's the I, lake. <laughs> I remember when we came out of the first lockdown uh, during the summer, and we were allowed to travel anywhere in in the county. And I remember I went up to Cork with the lads just, just to walk around Cork City, not doing anything in particular, but just go up there. And I remember getting the train up to Cork and thinking, geez, I feel like I'm going on my summer holidays here. Like, you know, it's a different vibe completely. This whole COVID, like yeah. everything that's happened with COVID makes us appreciate that we can, we can just travel when life is normal, you know? And that's, I, I think, I think this is giving me the kick in the arse I need anyway to say, I want to see more of the world, you know? Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, like the minute, I think for me, I I was trying to decide whether to go to, sorry, um, go to kind of Canada. I was kind of going to Toronto because it got big into the, the basketball and stuff like that uh, because the playoffs were in the summer, uh, which was a bit later. Um, and I started kind of being more involved in that. I was like, oh, I'd love to go and see a basketball match, like a professional mm-hmm. NBA one. And like I, I like obviously the way things are in America and stuff like that, it's a you know it's probably not the best place to go to. Yeah. Um, but Toronto is actually a part of the NBA, which is in Canada. So I was like Toronto be the the spot like. Um, yeah. So that was like my kind of plan for 2021, and then obviously when things dragged out a small bit with COVID and stuff like that, I'm like okay, it's going to be planned for 22. Um, because, <laughs> yeah yeah you know but it's like i definitely want to do it i definitely want to see different parts of the world like um especially when kind of drake came from toronto as well you know that kind of that rap element yeah. and kind of seeing a different part of the way you know the rap scene is in toronto because it is it is fairly big over there as well and it's great that you have something you're passionate about that way because i find anyway the best the, the most amazing thing you can do is when you have an interest like rap, like music, like anything like that, to see the way other cultures do it, to see the way other people, like if you're always looking around your own area, which is great, you should always support local and, and, and learn about local, but just to learn about the way people do things in other countries, like you were saying, Toronto, it is amazing. It, it, it is always good to broaden your horizons that way, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like when I started like uh, doing my research, obviously I was doing the cork scene and stuff like that. And then I kind of branched out into the Munster scene, which was like, a, you know, Limerick would be a very big city um, f- for the rap uh, in Ireland. And it was just amazing to see that. And then once once um, I got to see a bit of that, I saw a bit of Dublin, the way they did it was a total different, or, you know, that kind of GDA. Um, 
and kind of Leinster, totally different again as well as Connacht. But then once it kind of ventured all the way up to the other corner of the of the, of the Ireland, um, you know, total different thing altogether, and it's different approaches as well. Like the different structures, yeah, is just it's just it just amazes you as well because you're like, this is a, such a small island, in yeah, the, you know, on the. <laughs> <laughs> on the coast of the Atlantic, really, the Atlantic Ocean. And to see that there's so many different people's approaches to things. And as well, like a lot of these people wouldn't know each other, you know, it's, it's, that's the way the scene is. Um, and it's growing. Uh, like, I mean, last year uh, in 2019, like it was, it was growing fairly well. And this year it felt like it was going to grow a lot more, obviously with COVID, it kind of slowed things down. But I think it worked in its own way to grow in a different manner because a lot of them, you know, depend on performances, writing songs, you know, all this sort of thing. But I think a lot of it helped them kind of market themselves more, kind of the back end of the stuff. That's that is as vital as the front end of the stuff, being talented and all that jazz. Um, so it was, I'd say a lot of them got that benefit out of it. A lot of them I've I've talked to, um, yeah. When one of the guys up in Donegal, uh, Aaron's everything. He's uh, he's probably one of the artists that I've I've talked to a lot. And he's just, he's content, like his 2021 plans are big, like, um, and I can't wait to see what he has in store. That's excellent to hear that. Um, and like, I, I actually, when I, my girlfriend is from Sardinia um, in Italy, you know, and yeah. I went there last summer and we actually went to a rap concert, a local one, you know, like showcasing people from that area. And obviously I don't speak Italian, so I couldn't understand any of it or ever, but it's it's quite it's it's interesting to to see other performances to see how people like what, what the, the way they do things is differently to the way you might see it in Cork. But I actually do like that there's a rap scene um, emerging around Ireland because it's good. Like, I like to see people using their Irish accents when they're rapping. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that's brilliant to hear that. You know, to hear the culture being adopted by you know the Irish culture adopting rap in that way. You know, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I know a lot of people have different approaches to it. A lot of them try to, like, there's a lot of drill and grime artists out there that sound more kind of a English sounding um, to kind of get themselves going. And I, I understand that. Um, but it's, it's always great to see people who use their actual accents uh, don't try to put on a fake accent. But you're going to get both of either. Mm. Um, and, that, and that's okay, you know. Um, like... They're both they're both trying to make it. They're both trying to do their thing. Yeah. Uh, just one has a different approach to the other, and I, I always like seeing different people's approaches on that and what people's thoughts on it. Because I did actually ask that question, um, in the documentary that I did for the college, and a lot of them, a lot of them were like, mm, I I prefer people use their Irish accent, and others were like, look, mm. if you can make it with whatever you can make it with, you know, mm. use what you got and. Yeah, I, I, like I suppose you could argue people don't sing with Irish accents all the time. It, it, it's not, it's more if you're when you're singing, and there's actually I've, I've watched documentaries about this of where a, a generic singing accent came from, and it actually comes from African American people. So you have Irish people who could be local musicians, but they're singing with African American accents, you know, and that's I think that's yeah. interesting. It's fascinating to see where things come from, you know yeah no for sure like um and it's it's always good to like pick up ideas like i i hear a lot of music in the scene and stuff like that that would with producers in in in, in ireland that would um that would use different samples like something uh i was listening to um a 
back to Aaron's everything, as I mentioned, he one of his beats used um, the Lisa's theme from Silent Hill as like the, the main beat, the main focus point for the track. And I know there's a lot of other ones. Um, DJ Green is another one uh, who, who's really good at it, as well as uh, Crack by Mental, who are able to sample really well, kind of get to that, like, um, you know, back to those sampling days back in the 1970s as well, like when it really started to kick off. Um, and it's great to see that there's there's these artists that are able to adapt kind of, um, you know, sounds that we might hear every day, you know, or sounds that like, oh, like I'm so familiar to us. Uh, and then to hear a beat on it, it's just it's just a different way of thinking altogether. Like, um, and I think it's it's a it's a great talent to have to to kind of change a sound into music, really. Definitely. And. How would you feel as a like as an artist yourself? How do you feel? Do you, do you feel becoming uh, what's the word? Look for exactly. Do you feel being be, becoming known and to access, we'll say, popularity? Do you think that's gotten easier these days because of social media, or do you think that that's not because there's so much available to people? It's actually even harder. Would you think social media and stuff has helped with that, like to get yourself out there to promote yourself, basically? And yeah, I suppose it has in some respects. I know a lot of artists find it a lot easier to kind of build themselves up. And I think that one of the best ways that a lot of these artists kind of build themselves up is they have a team. They have a group of people that are, you know, either they have a photographer, they have people with sound, people mixing, mastering, like all the behind the scenes stuff, which you could, you could, you know, you could have nearly 10, 15 people on that and that you won't see at all. Or, you know, you get a brief mention and, really it's a it's the team effort that really kind of those are the groups that shine the most and um, that i can see now there's loads of them out there that are tr- trying to do their own thing trying to be solo acts and stuff like that or you know pl- you know play by their own rules mm. um uh but th- they they do it step by step and they grow that way and i think everyone's growing at different rates but as i say like teams are kind of the main thing that kind of drive people Mm. to get more of those followers and likes and all that jazz very good and when you're talking about teams there i was going i meant to ask you about it as well is do you feel that there's a good community after developing from the rap scene like as you were saying there's a lot of people know each other from up the country even so it sounds like there is a good community after coming from this as well would you think that yeah yeah i I would like i would say that like people are getting more connected with each other um they might you know connect on you know i make the same music kind of style or you know that kind of way so i do think that it is gelling together and it is kind of helping everyone to go because you know a lot of people have a lot of egos and especially in in music like egos are kind of the driving force for majority stuff um but it's it's great to see that like people are you know like look i'll help you know, you you help me here, I'll help you there, kind of thing. And mm. it's every little bit helps the the scene grow. Um, and I think a lot of it as well is that, um, especially for Instagram pages who kind of promote music and stuff like that, need to, um, be supportive of that. You know, as much as they can, because it's it's always a great help to to kind of get more likes on the next post or more likes on the next song or more listens. You know, because that helps people. Like, okay, I'm doing something right. You know, um. Mm. And that's always great to see as well, like that people are supporting themselves. Like, In relation to mental health, um, which we kind of briefly touched on there a while ago, I myself anyway use music and writing, um, writing even comedy, writing different things, but writing has helped me mentally an awful lot. And would you think the same thing, that it's amazing to have that ability? What do you think you're good or whether you're not? 
it's amazing to have that ability like writing writing rap writing music writing anything is so good for your mind and it's great to have that gift if you do have it you know yeah no for sure like um i know a lot of my friends that you know they they're doing their own thing that they wouldn't be into rap or they would be but like they wouldn't like release anything or anything like that but they do find writing and they nearly have notebooks of stuff written like um and they're just like i just write and you know, kind of gets me off whether it's, you know, a girlfriend denying the shit out of them or, you know, life is taking them down with loss of a job or not being able to go back to college or, you know, stresses of life. Like, um, and they always find a different way to kind of approach it or try and tell that story, which is always great to see. I'm always talking to people as well. It's another great thing to do in, in terms of mental health and stuff like that. Um, just get it out there. Like, there's, there's no point to holding back. You know, this no one's, no one really like, no one's, no one's gonna judge you about what you're, you're saying. Like, you know, if you, you hate someone, like, say it to someone who isn't that person, but say it to them because at least that's out of your way and you're not thinking about it. Yeah. You know, it's no point to dragging that home and keeping it to yourself and be like, oh, I hate them so much. Like, you just can't stand them and you're, you're there to yourself, and that just winds around then in your head. Like, so just yeah. let everything out. Like. Yeah, and that's no, but that is great. And like, I know that we're we're probably sounding like broken records that way because everybody probably, you know, has heard that or has, or has thought that at some stage. But it's not always that easy. We're all human, and especially in a time like this, like this is a very challenging time for everybody, for anybody who who's suffering anyway as a result of something, or somebody who's even developed anxiety because of coronavirus. It's a scary time. It's an uncertain time, and this is the reason why it is now more than ever important to actually reach out to somebody anybody just throw someone a text and say look the head's fucking at me man do you know what i mean anything at all just because i did it recently like i i was there was something bothering me an awful lot um obviously not going to go into it too much renting but i just reached out to one of my friends i just said my head is boiled i need to let something out and i felt so much better it's so much it's so good to use your friends to use anybody to reach out to someone in your family anyone it's it's so important that people do that you know yeah no and and the, the supports are there you know what i mean um like just let it out like if you you're you know if it's on your mind get it out and you know that's a great example that you said there you know that something was on your mind you needed to say it to someone you said it um you know there's also there's also the the services out there for you i can't get the number now off the top of my head but you know just if you need to call someone call someone doesn't matter who they are like just you know say what you need to say um because otherwise it's going to play on your mind and that's going to you know make you feel a bit more sad in yourself or you know a bit more anxious and may cause these kind of negative um mm. vibes really like that you know you, you want to stay positive at a time like this especially like you want to make an effort it's okay to feel bad like we're all human we're all we're all you know we, our minds are very complex things so our minds break our minds suffer and that's what makes us amazing in a lot of ways the thing the, the thing that's really funny about that is, you know, when someone says, oh, I don't want to bother somebody or I don't want to whatever. It's ridiculous because if you had a broken leg, you'd go to the hospital. So if your mind is, is broken or your mind is sick, you need to reach out. You need to help yourself. You need to go to a, you need to, to get medical help for your brain. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Like if you even think of it that way, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. You're actually dead right there. Um, For sure. Like 
that that's yeah i know there's a lot of people out there that are very like i can do it myself like and they get two planks of wood and strap it around their leg and oh, i'm grand now or i'll have a walking <laughs> stick and kind of walk on like or walk it off or whatnot but you know there's there's people out there that are you know they think they can do everything themselves and that's yeah. not the way the world works like as i said there for the rap scene like you need a team like you need people supporting you and it's the same with your mental health it's the same with if you're you're injured like you do need those helps because you can't do everything by yourself like you can't, you can't no. You and can't run a sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh no, you're grand, you're, you're grand. Like you can't run a shop, you can't run a business by yourself. Like you need a mm. team, you need people on the floor, you need people accountants, like and that's the way the world works, like. Um, so you can't be so you can't be a solo, but you know, you need a team beyond you, like. Definitely, and especially in times like this, because uh, as a result, to keep everyone safe, we have to take measures, we have to wear masks, we have to do all those kind of things. And that's that. That's a, an example of why we're we're all of us together are a team trying to protect each other, trying to look after. And that's why it upsets me when people are don't want to wear a mask or are refusing to. None of us like it. None of us like the situation. But the way I look at it is, whether you believe in this or not, the, the people are there. People are getting sick. People are in hospital. This isn't being made up from that point. We should be protecting each other. Show basic human compassion when it comes to put on that mask and i actually i personally myself feel safer with a mask i don't know about you what's your stance on like wearing a mask yeah, going no, to the shop? De- yeah no definitely um i think for me like at the start i was like oh i, I don't really want to wear this like i wasn't yeah. really leaving the house anyway because i just i didn't feel safe going out but I, like i was like if i have to stay at home instead of wearing the mask i wouldn't but obviously a time came where they had to leave the house of course um and you know i, I did feel a lot better now i did see people who were not wearing the mask and it did make me feel like you know i should you know stay away from them because obviously they're not on the same page as where i am like um like i'm, I'm lucky i have a family who are very healthy and stuff like that that don't have any underlying conditions mm. um but I, I know people who have you know um you know grandmothers and stuff like that or, or grandfathers even as well and um, that you know are vulnerable to that like and that i may have you know in contact with them and they may be in contact with them um and, you know, that, that's something I don't want to be, you know, thinking on my conscience mm. afterwards. Being like, did I cause this, you know, if I catch it and I'm systematic or whatnot. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, that's what it is. And as you said, like, it's a team, like, because we're either all in together or, you know, it's going to just fall apart. And, and we're lucky in Ireland that, like, you know, I know that there was, what, 1,500 there, I think, last night or was it today, um, cases. Um and, you know, obviously that's, you know, something you don't want to see. Um, but, you know, it's, it's as a team and as, you know, we come together like that, we can bring that figure down to collectively. Like, um, yeah, and we're, we're, we're lucky that like, you know, we're not as, we wouldn't have huge numbers as, you know, people in, you know, the mainland of Europe, like, and America and, you know, Brazil is another place that had a load of cases as well. And, um, you know th- those are the places like and we're, we're we're very lucky that you know we're that we're not going over that i think that was uh, I'm pre- is, i might be wrong maybe that 1500 is probably the highest we've had or have we had higher do you think or um you know the tonight as of tonight uh there was 1718 recorded cases oh. which is um quite it's quite alarming it is and in that yeah. way i suppose you can understand a lockdown it is tough there is obviously things that we could poke at you know to say well should this be open should that be open but look, regardless, it's an alarming statistic to get 17, uh, 1,718. That is, it, it is alarming. It's scary. But it just goes to show that we have, we have to look after each other. We have to protect each other. 
And look, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful for 2021. I'm thinking, look, I'm hoping this is the worst position we'll be in and it can only get better. That's that's what I'm kind of trying to go into 2021 with that mentality. Whether it works out, it does or not. But I'm trying to have that mentality going into 2021, you know? Yeah, like uh, like I'll be the, pretty much the same because I think that, you know, with, with the kind of the rap scene as well, that I hope things kick off, people can get into gigs and stuff like that. Um, and I'll be able to cover it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree. Like, I hope like once we kind of, I'd say Paddy's Day now will be kind of where I'd be like, okay, maybe that's when we go back to, to normal. And mm. um, I know the vaccine was given out there um, just in the last number of days um which is a great time to see now obviously it's going to take time before everyone gets it um but it's it's great that we have a start and you know the people who are vulnerable and our frontline workers are getting it done first um i'll um like and i'd say like to be honest before everyone gets vaccinated and depending on what speed it goes at like we i would hope that it would be nearly you know just before the summer that kind of way but it all depends on who's getting all the shipping and stuff like that. I know it was about, I think it's like 50, 500 vaccines that came in or something like that, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, something like that. or uh, Yeah. What I think as well, though, we can never thank the people who've worked in the healthcare system enough for their bravery, for everything they've done, I think. And you never hear much about the struggle they're having at this time. I have, I have, uh, I have nurses in my family. I have people that work in the health system. So I know myself, um, what they what they have to deal with on a daily basis it's not always easy but i think we just have to take a second to say yeah you know what well done you're doing so much for us and that's what i'd be thinking when i'm when, when i wear a mask when i wash my hands when i do things like that that's the kind of thing i'm thinking of is i'm looking after people who are sacrificing who are putting themselves on the line every day to they're, they're risking their health they're risking their everything to keep us safe and that's what i'm thinking of is look I'm in a position where all I have to do is be more mindful of what I'm doing to help them out. And that's not an awful lot to ask, you know, it's not an awful lot to ask of anybody really, is it? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there. Um, yeah. Like I, I know that it's, it's probably, you know, even before COVID, like we were having loads of issues with the hospitals. It was nearly every day you heard in the news, like, Oh, there's not enough hospital beds and stuff like that. And I must say like, to, to be fair to the, to some of the government's, you know, ideas and stuff like that on this. And, um, you know, at the start, we opened up the um, stadiums and stuff like that for, um, back or the, just, I lost the word now off the top of my head. Um, to check if they had the virus i can't think of the word uh, the testing yeah testing yeah the we test- can we can do where, that again where the, so. hell the, where, 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 the, where the hell did that word like i just went out of my head and um, yeah like the testing and stuff like that and like that did so much help for the the services itself because there's a, there's a lot of people in there that are vulnerable and that you know are worse cases than you and i i suppose and like that you know it, it was it was great to see that like okay this is what we're doing and it was like you know, obviously people were saying, oh, there's no one in the hospital now and there's nothing wrong. But like in reality, like it, it did help the system. Like we didn't hear anything about like, oh, there's not enough beds or anything like that. Now we are hearing it now again with, with COVID for this time of year. Um, Obviously a lot of people get colds during the winter and normally it's January, February that kind of we get hit the most or kind of yeah. snow season kind of appears out of nowhere. Um, even though we all hope it was the 25th of uh, December. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, it's great. Like I know, I know people in there that are, you know, working around the clock and making sure everything's organized. I think it's like one of the things that 
you know, was prioritized, making sure things are organized and having, you know, decent enough space and stuff like that, which, which does take a toll on people when they're doing it, you know, every day or even five days a week, that takes, that takes a big toll on people's, you know, upstairs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, gotten a test yet? I haven't. I've, I've been lucky enough that I haven't. Um, like I, I rarely go out. Um, like, and if I am going out, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm doing the most precautions that I can. Mm. Um, like it's, it's just something I haven't done yet. I, I haven't felt that sick or anything like that. Um, and like I do live with in Clarny now, I would live with, uh, four other people who one of them now has gone back home and it's coming back. I don't know when now with the new restrictions, I think there's no air, there's an air ban or something like that. I think I heard on the RT and the, the app. Um, so like, I don't know when I'll see him, but like for, he got vaccinated or not vaccinated, just tested um, before he left uh, and he came back negative. So it was, it was, you know, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable enough that I don't have it because mm. I will be in fairly contact with him because he's, he's, he's my next door neighbor, I suppose as well. Yeah. Um, and we do share the same kitchen, that kind of way. Like, so to, to see, to hear that he was negative, like kind of put me at ease then for once I knew that, like, but that was, I'd say middle of December was when that happened. Like, Yeah. Um, no, I have gone for a test uh, because the job I work in, if we're experiencing any symptoms, we have to call ahead, not come to work and get a test done and stuff. And yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable, but it's not something that uh, if I had to do it again, I do it again. Like it's the part of the nose that I really didn't like, to be honest, which I found that quite uncomfortable. Yeah. But um, as I say, look, you're better safe than sorry in these situations. We're lucky that medicine has progressed to the point where we can detect these things quicker, you know. And um, yeah, as I say, like I, I've said this when I've talked to other people, this is not the worst pandemic that we've ever faced as people um, compared to what other people have had to deal with years ago. This is actually like like all that was asked of us for the most part was to practice good hand hygiene, uh, wear a face mask and sit at home and watch Netflix, really. So it's not like we haven't had to do an awful lot of yeah. terrible things, but of course there is always bad things that come with it. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think for the most part, we have to look at it and say, okay, we're lucky enough to be in a position that where that, that medicine has progressed, that society has progressed so much that we can actually be safe in an easier way, you know? Yeah, I know for sure. And like that, that the supplies are in place, like, you know, you can get hand sanitizer in a bottle and it's not that dear. Like, and you can carry that around and stuff like that. My mom, my mom does it all the time with her handbag because she can fit everything in a handbag, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Like that we have these, like, you know, everyone has a mask at this stage. Um, and you know, it's, it's great that all these, you know, procedures are in place and that people can get these things to keep themselves protected. And, you know, you look back to, you know, the, the Spanish flu and stuff like that, where, you know, they didn't have this, the same stuff that we had, you know, um, and, you know, we're, we're very lucky in the sense where you can stay home and watch TV and the flick on the fire and chill out and get a proper like cozy Christmas. And where, you know, when it happened with the, the Spanish flu, like that wasn't the same case, like, um, but you know we're 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 you know we're, we're progressing all the time. Like technology is progressing all the time, um, and everything. And I know a lot of people were a bit skeptical that you know a vaccine was created in just under a year. Um, that like people were like, oh, it's never been done. But technology is adapting so quickly. Like you know, I'm not surprised it was it was done. Like because you know you heard at the start of this pandemic that like 
you know, it, it couldn't be done was the answer that people were saying that like it was nearly end of the world kind of um uh t- t- um kind of things were that were being said on you know media and stuff like that especially in the american side of things because they do keep up to date with that side of things as well yeah um and it was it was great to see that like you know um you know just under a year then we we have a vaccine that you know is a decent you know what is it 90 i, I might be wrong with my figures <laughs> i didn't research this just before <laughs> um with the with the pfizer it's like 90 odd percent um and stuff like that like and biotech is i think um and yeah like it's it's great to see those you know what i mean like it's it's great to, to to you know have something this great for something that you know could have could have killed a lot or killed and you know made people sick a lot more um and like i think it's it's great to see that like even even you know you, you go back nearly 70 80 years you know we had the world wars people were fighting with each other you had uh, the vietnam war we had so many wars going on and you know a pandemic has actually brought a lot of countries together to fight one common enemy i suppose is what they would say yeah and that's i like that and i think if there's anything positive we can take from this for the most part of course it wasn't perfect um you'll always have you know issues with people and stuff like that but i think for the most part a positive we can take from it is that we did come together it made us a lot more appreciative of the normal things like this Christmas. I really enjoyed this Christmas because I felt that what I really wanted and what I really appreciated and all I was hoping for was everyone is together and everyone is safe and happy, you know, and that's, that's an amazing thing that I had that, that I got that. And that was great. And that's why I really enjoyed this Christmas. There wasn't anything amazing. Like usually you have, you know, you can go places, you can do this, that and the other, but this Christmas was nice. It was, it put things into perspective, you know, yeah, I know for sure. And like, you know, especially that week coming up to Christmas, a lot of people are doing their Christmas shopping, you know, they're going out, especially in Cork City where you have the Ferris wheel, the markets are out, um, you cut the switching on to the lights at the start of the month. Um, you know, there's so much going on um at that time, um, that like you kind of lose a f- focus on what really matters and family is really what the the, the key thing. Um yeah, I I would agree with you there that I was very grateful to be able to to meet you know majority of my family members uh, this Christmas, uh, especially living in Clarny. Like I wouldn't have met them on a regular basis, um, I, if I was up kind of in Cork. But it was just so great that like I came up, got to see them, um, uh, because that was kind of the main thing that I wanted to do, uh, was kind of see my family, hope they're all okay, you know, keeping safe and stuff like that. Mm. Um, my aunt had um a baby in April. So that was kind of a thing. I wanted to, I wanted to see my uh, my my cousin, um. So yeah, like you know, there was a lot of positive things that I like. It was to be honest, it was probably one of the better Christmases where I wasn't, like you know, obviously a lot of people would be like, oh, I'd, I'd love it now if my mom bought me a car or a new TV or an Xbox or PlayStation Five and the yeah. new Xbox and all that. Like, but like I didn't really care. Like I was like, you know, I was so happy with what what they had given me. But to be around my my parents and my brothers and my sister. And um, was was more than enough for me, like, uh, to be honest with things. Sean, you are an extremely um, energetic fellow to talk, to, I have to say, which is which, <laughs> not just that. That's that's absolutely fantastic. You're a great energy to speak to. Um, you've made this very easy for me. Um, I, I don't know. You, you, I'd, I'd say one thing to you and you go off mad with something else, you know, which is it, it's very good for the show as well, because there's there's nothing worse than when you have somebody that you interview and you ask them a question and they go 
Yeah, that was that was that, you know. So, so like I love talking to people yeah. like yourself, you know. No, for sure. Like, and I, I'm I'm kind of one of these people who um who kind of nearly I'm on to the next thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. done with that, I'm on to the next thing. Um, and I kind of that way in life. Um, but yeah, I'm just always thinking ahead, like always going for the what, what's coming up, what's what's the future, because there's no there's no point to holding on to the past and thinking about the downside of things or the upside of things of what had happened it's about next like like um you know obviously you know back in college i won the s media award and stuff like that uh for my level six yeah um which you know a lot of people think is a big deal but to me it's it's that's in the past i'm moving on to my next project like i'm working on a website trying to help the scene and stuff like that with the rough side of things trying to set up this podcast with glenn as well hopefully we'll have something ready um in the coming weeks and you know it's, it's looking forward and trying to build more on yourself and how you can develop those skills that you've kind of built from from your experiences really yeah and you know what you have a great attitude in that way that you're always moving on and that you you appreciate everything you've done or you 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 acknowledge all the things you've done but you're on to the next thing i do like that about you fair you know you're not dwelling on anything that happened even bad or good you're or you're not over celebrating anything you're not you know like holding on to something or relying on something that you did before so that's a great attitude to have um and the podcast with yourself and glenn um i was saying to glenn that i'd be very delighted to be involved with that in some way as well if i could um you're both great guys that i like talking to so i would be more than happy if you could be uh, if i could be involved with that as well you know Oh, for sure, for sure. Once we get everything set up and kind of figure out what way to do it, obviously <laughs> the way we're doing it right now is one-to-one. It's just trying to figure out what other ways to do it and kind of getting all those background stuff already set up. Um, I know you have a Facebook page as well, and I love yeah. <laughs> I love hearting everything, uh, as you might have known. Um, and like it's it's those little things that we need to kind of set up and kind of get those things ready before we're actually ready to rock. Like, um, But yeah, no, we, we, we will have you on at some stage once we kind of get ourselves set up. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you're a great lad to talk to. I love your energy. Um, and I hope to talk <laughs> to you again soon. Thanks so much for doing this with me. Ah, uh, it's no bother, my man. No bother at all. Give me a shout anytime anyway. Nice one. Thanks for that, Sean.